This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Losing a loved one is not easy. In Kenya alone, an estimated 8 million widows comprise nearly 15% of the population. The rural widows in particular remain disadvantaged by patriarchy, harmful cultural practices, and to some extent, poverty. It is due to this that the government of Kenya has for the last four years marked the International Widows' Day on every June 23rd. This is in an aim to raise awareness of the plight of widows. With all these efforts put in place, however, a crucial story remains untold. The story of the widower. We invited three men to our studios, each of whom has lost his spouse. My name is uh, Eli Mutimba. I'm Edwin. Edwin Mulala is my name. My name is Milton Jeroge. I come from Kikuyu. They had a conversation. But you learn to live with it. My name is Kevin Miner. This is when death do us part. My name is uh, Eli Mutimba. I work in, uh, with the National Media Group. I'm the planning and data manager in uh, advertising. I'm Edwin. Edwin Munala is my name. I work as an advertising consultant. My name is Milton Jeroge. I come from Kikuyu in Kiambu County. But working in the Westlands, I'm in shipping company and real estate. I've come full circle. I'm no longer a widow right now. A widow right now. I lost my dear first wife in 2014. I've been able to go through this journey until uh, I got married again. For my case, I think I will say maybe one of the reasons why I moved on. And you know, we say yeah. death is death, irrespective of how it came in. Absolutely. Is that uh, God gave me a chance. He had uh, some kind of, they call it autoimmune disease, which is more of like cancer and whatever. Yeah. So I was given at least some time to care for her until when uh, she was going. And uh, so one of the things that she did, she started counseling me. Oh. Yeah, so you know, sometimes oh. she'll counsel me, I'll get annoyed and walk away. Mm-hmm. Then eventually, she removed her ring and gave me and then told me now to keep this. The first time I never took it. But then after people talk to me, they just take yeah. it. So I took it and uh, I think three days later after that, I think she she was gone. Mm. But I think she she kind of cancelled me so that I could move on. I lost my wife on 30th of uh, October last year. Uh, so I, I think I should learn more from you guys. <laughs> but uh, grieving is continuous. Each and every single day, I think of her. There is no way yeah. that, uh, you know, she was part of my life. So it's like half of my life went away. You know, the circumstances also under which I lost my wife are different, you know. I would have, uh, it was so abrupt. We were going for a burial, then reaching Nakuru. I was called, she had fainted, and she passed off. So it was so abrupt. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, 
that is how it was but uh, it has taken god's grace thank you edwin um i think i'm away from being a senior citizen i am much older than both of you eli and edwin i rose my wife also much earlier than that mm. i rose my wife on 8th of february 2008 now 13 years and she was not sick like all of you have said a death that comes and put you off for many years many months many days to come not that is good to see a patient or a wife or a relative go through sickness to die but this death sometimes that comes like you have said edwin leave somebody uh, in a quagmire in a rust that morning I live in Lavington. I still live there but uh, at home in Kikuyu. And that morning as I prepared to leave the house, my wife walked in and uh, I was sitting on a little place we have in the bedroom doing some paperwork. And what I was doing is that is the time there was the post election violence in Nairobi. And being a leader because away from my being a businessman, I've also been partially in politics. I was nominated by a committee which was headed by Jenga Karume and they are, these guys are gone Wangari Madai, uh, JJ Kamodo, a General Koech and three four other people to try and find a way of bringing peace in Liftvari. So that morning I sat in my room trying to make some points and so forth because I was heading to Jakaranda to start off the meeting and I was younger than all of them so I, I was their secretary my wife walked in looked at me and said look you are doing too much i know what you are doing and i have prayed for what people are doing and i believe there will be peace in Liftvari but i want you to go to work then i turned around and saw her standing behind me and she would show me by her watch you better get out eh? go to work things will be fine literally did i know she wanted me to leave the house to die and i took the papers i put them together into an envelope and um she, she gave me a cup of porridge like she used to do always i ha- i took halfway and 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 i walked i, I didn't know why it was the first time i could see her almost harassing me to go to work and then uh, my firstborn daughter had come visiting from the US and as i walked out i found my wife again uh, with a with a vacuum cleaner in uh, the sitting room with some things and i did ask her where is the house help why are you doing this she said no 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 she had gone to a funeral somewhere and uh, you know my mother is here visiting i could see her there is a glass between the sitting room and the kitchen so i could see my daughter doing the 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 sausages cooking you know these americans sometimes the way they eat she loved eating in a in a, in a fun way you know junk food eh? then then she said look we are coming to Westlands for lunch where we kwenda kazi so that we find you mfanya kazi and then you take us for lunch and i went down but as i got into the car i heard her from the balcony shout to a jurius who used to work on the ground and then she said oh julia sufficient yoga ya kupia nitatoka that is the last voice edwin i had from my because i turned of course she was not talking to me mm. and you know what you do just wave mm. got into my car 
I never got to Wayakiwe. My daughter called me. I'm talking about 10 minutes or so. Mm. Called me back and said, Daddy, Daddy, where are you? I said, I'm, I'm not yet. I've not reached residence. Oh, come back. You're shouting. Come, come back. Mama has just... Uh, Mama is here where you left her and she's not breathing. So I turned the car very quickly on Wayakiwe. I wonder why I was not hit by other cars. Because I turned in the middle of the road and I drove back to Lavington. And I found her dead. She, where she was vacuum cleaning the same carpet. I think she felt bad because she didn't tell me. She went down and died. So my daughter saw her from the kitchen because there's that glass I talked about. It's like you can, you can see through this window here. So she came and tried to flip. However, mommy, mommy, what's the problem? I came, me and my daughter standing there, she's gone. I tried to call her and so forth. All what I did, and I remember, now I can talk. I have never talked about this very clearly. It's very emotional. Because her eyes are still open. I, I crossed her eyes. I, I wonder where I got all this feeling about, because I, I mean, I, I crossed her eyes. And of course, neighbors, we were shouting. Neighbors came and we took her and trying to, you know, until you go to hospital, you don't know whether she's really mm. dead, but getting to Robbie's hospital. What we did not want to accept, uh, we had to, because the doctors declared her dead. And um, the rest is history. I also fainted and I was taken to a next room for resuscitation. And I remember they had to put me on my chin. I could not believe it was like a movie. And my daughter now was not shouting for her mother, was shouting because she thought I am also dying. So many people came, friends who she could get on phone, including our spiritual, I, I, I belong to PCA church. Uh, I don't know where he was and him and my elder brother, who is a retired engineer with the voice of Kenya, were first to arrive to the hospital. So they thought it was me who had a problem. Because my daughter, my mother was shouting, Daddy, Daddy, in the next room. So, I could talk to them faintly. And I was fine because I could see them. And they realized the issue was the next room, my wife lay there, dead. So, I want you to see how that day was from 10 o'clock in the morning. And to me, it's like the life had come completely to a close or to an end. Let me also say that uh, when she came back, when she came to ask me to go to work, she had dropped my little daughter to school, Breban, which is next to where we stay. And that's what she was telling me because normally I used to drop her. Wewe, you don't want to go to work. Ikazi, go and do it in the office. I, I, I have already dropped, dropped Joey to school. So remember now, my daughter, good thing is here. The last born has been taken to school by her. She drove maybe an hour earlier to school. My other two children were not there. Was, were, I have one son in Kampara. The other one was uh, in America. The second daughter. So uh, there we are with my firstborn daughter. The one in Brisbane doesn't know that the mom who dropped her to school is dead. That is something. Leave her own confirmation of death 
how do, how do you approach it? How do you tell this little girl who had cleared primary school that the mom who brought you is dead? You know, you know, like what you went through. So, uh, as I say, we, we, we can talk and talk and talk, but it is not a walk in the park. One of the things that I noted now, I have a lot of learnings after what I went through, and I've also had a chance to talk to people who have lost their dear ones. I noted that everybody grieves. You mourn when you lose a loved one, you mourn. But um, I think for men, we, we, we grieve uh, differently. The kind of support that like I used to get, and you know sometimes people who want to talk to you, and especially the ladies, you know, sometimes they'll come, you know, they want to reach out to you and talk to you. It's their nature. But uh, it used to end up annoying me so much. You know, sometimes mm. I just tell them, don't talk mm. about it, don't talk mm. about it. And for men, and I think uh, the other thing that I also noted is that it doesn't sink immediately. You deal with the situation, you've lost a loved one, you delete. Then now the griefing starts later on. Like me, I went through now my serious grieving, I think uh, uh, six months maybe after. Maybe after six months is when now I started going through my serious grieving. At some point now during the grieving and whatever, I think uh, uh, somebody suggested to me that uh, I go through counseling. That really helped me quite a lot. But if I may just go back, when I lost my my wife, eh, she was a member of SITA. Uh, Mm. crisis the under ministries eh? they have a very 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 strong support and counseling system I think from a spiritual point of view to professionals very good so they made sure that I went through some initial uh, sessions thanks to the likes I even happened to have had a session with the the cooperative banks uh, CEO at one point talking to me about it. I could relate more with the men than uh, than the ladies. After some time, it reached a point I realized that, uh, and a friend who a friend who suggested to me, he told me, "Yes, you've had uh, counseling from a religious point of view. Now, why can't you also now just see a professional?" And uh, I said, "Yes, why not? Let me just talk to a professional." Then they introduced me to to another counselor. Now, this guy was, uh, for lack of a better word, he was, he was a bit tough. But I think it worked for me. For me, it worked. I attended, I think at one point, I remember I quarreled with that counselor and I gave up. I said, I'll never go back again. <laughs> he did not give up. He kept on calling me. We laugh. But you guys, he'll come to town here somebody say, hey, can we just have a coffee or tea? And, whatever. and it worked very well for me. I think I... I opened up and we used to talk and we used to laugh and uh, one of the things that I re- I really liked is that he made me talk so much about my departed wife. With time, it just became normal. Mm-hmm. But it did not happen immediately. I think that is one thing that uh, I noted. Having talked to some of my friends and whatever, it's, it's almost the same. And that's why sometimes when somebody loses a dear one, I'll, I mean especially the men, I'll say what 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 but I don't try so much to to push and try to mourn with them immediately. My griefing took the stages took 
about two two years, two to three years. What I learned is that, and this guy told me, and I liked this counselor so much. He just told me, you know, as a man, you learn to live with it. That is what I'm trying to to tell you. You need to you just learn to live with it. Some people call it acceptance, what 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 what, but you learn to live with it. I'm not going to tell you that this thing will ever go away. If you yeah. have your dear wife, it will never go away. Mm. You just learn to live with it. And that is what you need to do. You need just to learn to live with it. Going by Eddie's definition of the brief, uh, grieving period, then I think I am I'm just deep. And because I'm a toddler in this. For a man, grieving is different from... You know, the, the ladies in society, there is that support group. That there are so many, even looking right now, look at the girl child. There is a lot of support for the girl child. The boy is ignored. Then we come to grieving again. We find the man is ignored. We have so many forums for widowers, for widows, sorry. Even in church, society supporting widows. And, and the men, we, we really don't have such groupings that support widowers. And I was even trying to look for. Uh, uh, where it is that a widower can be supported like there is just a group even if you go to church it is it is biased towards the, the widow so uh, I would say it was it was a bit uh, new ground um, but uh, with God I I had to do so many things and I knew I was the sole decision maker we had left kids in the house uh, 15 years and 8 years old and we had traveled and told them we'll be back on Sunday. So here uh, now people who work, woke up together uh, slept and woke up together. Now about 1 p.m. One is dead, another one is alive and uh, it was shocking but it, it took a bit of uh, God's grace. So that is what I'll say for now and uh, I think yeah. I uh, sympathize you guys as young as you are. Of course, not young anymore because every day you get older, tomorrow you'll be like me and move on. <laughs> yeah. it, it took me too wrong to, to a level of accepting. And I want to agree with Eric. It's not, it's easily said than done. At even one point, I didn't want people to tell me all the time, oh, Milton, so, sorry, I heard about you. You know, I'll go down. I'll go down completely. Until a time I almost stopped oh, avoiding people. Because Kila Wakati, you meet somebody, oh, I'm sorry. That's sorry. I mean, they mean well. They mean well. But to you, it's hurting, it's, it's bringing you back to this. And even after the funeral, I remained in the house for almost two months. Friends, very close friends would come, almost trying to choose who comes. And we agreed, don't tell me about my wife. Come, we, we joke, we talk, we take tea, we talk about these things. And my brothers realized I was not getting better. And they organized for me. Of course, I had to agree to it to go to America, to go and uh, with my daughter, we go to America and stayed there for two months. But again, I could not leave my little daughter in school. So I remember a Mrs. Kamburu who was headmistress had to be asked, what do you do? Because Milton can't go without uh, this little girl. And she said, don't, don't worry, because this is a British system. She can always catch up, but let her go with the dad. 
because I felt like if I leave her behind, I might not find her. So you, you can see you are trying to, mm. to, to, to grab and put in position your properties. Mm. And my immediate properties were my children, not cars or houses or something. And early I took that little child with me on the aircraft. And uh, I, even, I even remember when I went to the embassy for the visa, I didn't know how tough those people are. And I presented myself to the American embassy. And of course, the first thing they question, ask you, why is the mother of this girl that you are taking to America? I told the lady, an elder lady on the other side of the counter. Uh, I lost her a month ago. Looked at me for two seconds. Never asked any other Of course, I had all the papers. Just stamped very quickly and said, please proceed. So I took her and uh, I, have, I did that a number of times. Whenever I used to go to visit my two daughters in America, it was the responsibility of my wife all the way through. I mean, Mama Nawaschanawake, it's easier to go and stay with them because when I go to visit them, I normally go to a hotel. But my wife used to go and stay with them. You know how it is. You don't go and stay with your daughter in, in the house, you know. Especially we Kikuyus, we don't do that. Especially grown-up children. So now it came to a level I had to become a Baba na Mama. So and I went until now as we talk, I still go to America every year because I had to do it and to put sense into their minds and of course to give them a reason to move on. I I I have healed. I don't want to say I've not healed. But like, I don't know whether it's Edwin who said, you cannot forget this. It's no question of saying like one day, now you're out there drinking coffee with friends and you forget whether there was a wife. I, I can tell you this. Unless you're abnormal. Unless you're not normal. Your wife, whether you marry 30 times, that first wife in your marriage will remain anchor, will be a tall pillar in the family. Because every reference will be on her. I have not married again, Eri. And it was not my choice. On the next episode. I asked God in my small way of praying that allow me not to be tempted to get married. Because like, I don't know, you said, many people come and say, Milton, now three, four, five months down the line. Just get married. Women, and I'll tell you this, and I love them. Because these are our mothers, these are our sisters, these, these are our wives. Uh, some capitalize on that. My name is Kevin Miner. This is when death do us part. Inaindeshwa na Afripods. 